Hi, my name is Ellie and welcome to my podcast in the highs and the lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now. Alrighty, hi, welcome back to another episode of In the Highs and the Lows. Today I'm here with my friend Chris. Hello. Chris, will you tell us a fun fact about yourself? I have a twin brother. Okay. That's a fun fact. Can you give us like any, do you have any other twins or? I do actually. You do? You have another twin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For some reason, my mom had two sets of twins and it doesn't run in the family at all. Yeah. So every time we mention that there's two sets of twins in our family, people get very like confused and like surprised by that fact. I'm like, what? Are your sisters fraternal or identical? Every single twin is fraternal. Oh my gosh, interesting. Do they like look like I haven't met your sisters? I don't think so. Some people do though. Like some You and your brother don't look like in my opinion. Some people say we do. Really? Yeah. I would say y'all look like your sister who's not a twin. Y'all both look like her, but you don't look like each other. Which is weird, but that's just what I think. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I look like my mom, my brother looks like my dad and my sister's like the mix. Interesting. But Yeah. I don't know. I've never met your parents. So, <laughs> met very few people in your family. Yeah. Okay. So, you have some stuff for us. Yeah. So, I'm diving into the topic of creation today and creation of like how God did it throughout the first chapter of Genesis. And through that, we'll, be also, we'll also be able to see who He is as a creator, being that He's good, He's powerful, and He's a sovereign creator. Mm-hmm. And after we dive into that and just a little bit of talk about that, then we'll move on to what secular science says and kind of like contrast the two and figure out what's right, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Okay, do you want to start with Genesis 1? Sorry, I'm pulling it up my phone Yeah, you're right all now. good. So I'll probably just like read it a little portions at a time. If he struggles, it's because we're in a dark room because I couldn't figure out how to turn the... We're at our church and I couldn't figure out we're actually in the nursing room, <laughs> like... We're like, when we come to nurse their children, but um, yeah, I couldn't figure out where the light switch was or I couldn't get it to work. So we're currently in a dark room with just the lamp on. So Chris has got a flashlight over his Bible. And we're going we're gonna to try to make it work and we're yeah, going to see what it'll happens. It'll be great. It'll be great. All right. So first one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We can stop there and we can conclude a few things with this information. Um, one, that there's a beginning. And two, God created heavens and the earth. Right? As simple mm-hmm. as that. Mm-hmm. The importance of this is God is directly saying this is the beginning, mm-hmm. right? He's creating like a, st- a start, starting point. Yeah. Is I the mean, words I'm looking for. <laughs> what this beginning can be can be a little confusing. It could be time maybe. I don't know, like is it the beginning of time? Is it the beginning of the creation process? Mm-hmm. Who really knows? Because it just says here in the beginning. But we know that God is at the beginning. He is the beginning. And if there's... Like, even in the universe, right? Like, Big Bang, already talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. But people know there's a beginning. And because of that, there has to be a beginner. Yes, 100%. And that's God. Yeah. Yeah. So, just off that first verse. Now we can go to verse 2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. 
So before this, the earth was just dark water, pretty much. It was just yeah. existing. And there was really nothing there, but the Spirit of God was over the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And when he said that, if we move on to verse 4, he said that the light was good, and the light, separate, and the light was separate from the darkness. That really, like, clears the chaos. Because mm -hmm. if you think about the dark, it's formless, it's empty. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot going on, which I... No. It's dark. Yeah, we know that, sitting void. in a dark room right now. <laughs> of course. But with light, that's when it clears things up, and there's mm -hmm. clarity. There's God. Mm -hmm. and God is the light, if you yes. want to think of it that way. Awesome. It actually says that. I can't remember. There's a New Testament book uh, that Paul wrote where God is specifically called the light. Yeah, it also says that in 1 John. I need to... That's what that up. Yes, first John, first John. I want to see Not if I have four. that First John 4 is God is love. But see, I could have pulled that up somewhere because I know I have it. Sorry, one second. Oh, you're totally good. Yeah, but that that is so interesting because it's like, that's such a clear picture of like God separated the light and the darkness. I think right now we're living in this time of like, before Jesus comes back, we're living in this time of light and darkness still mixed together. But like one day there will be a light and there will be darkness again, which is really fascinating mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, like... Even this light, like when I read it, I interpret it as both a physical and a spiritual light. Because in mm -hmm. this context, it's physical, saying it's separating the darkness. It's mm -hmm. restoring that chaos. But if we look in John chapter 1, it says that the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Which mm -hmm. later, Jesus does say in John chapter 8 verse 12, that he is the light of the world. And whoever follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. So facts. So yeah, and that's just like one of the ways he's like, a good God and he's providing for us. He's mm -hmm. given us the light. One, because light's essential for survival, both physically and spiritually. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah. Sorry, just like already dive into that. No, it's so fascinating. Keep going. All right, so let's see. Oh yeah, verse five. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. That was the first day. There's a lot of debate between scholars of mm -hmm. how long these days were. Are this they is a day? Are they 10,000 years? Right. Are they more than 10,000 years? Are they somewhere in between? Yeah. So like back when times for people like Hebrew culture, they would signify each day as they did at the end here. And there was evening and then there was morning the first day. Mm -hmm. So that, most people, that seems like a 24-hour day. But I mean, it's really hard to tell, especially yeah. with like the structure of Genesis being a Hebrew poem. Mm -hmm. So it's just... Like a, it's almost like a story, pretty much. Yeah. So what the day is according to the time can be a little difficult to tell. Can I ask your opinion on that? So, I, listeners, you don't have to take this as fact. This is opinion-based. Yeah. I'm still unsure about that because I'm like, God's powerful. He can do whatever he wants. Interesting. So if whatever a day may be for him, especially because like we think of day as like rotating, pretty much, like when we see the light again. Mm -hmm. But for his perspective, there would always be the light there. So I'm like, he may determine a day differently because he always has that. Yeah. I think like the day he chose was each section of creation he wanted mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So he fixed light. That was the end of day one. Mm -hmm. Like light separated darkness, created the heavens and the earth, day one. Mm -hmm. So 24-hour period, maybe not. Time may have moved differently back then as well. Interesting. So it's just like. Yeah, I disagree. I've always felt under the idea that it was an actual 24-hour time period. I don't know why, but I think it's, well, I do know why, actually. I wouldn't say that if I didn't know why. But um, so he specifically says evening passed and morning came, and I've always thought that means actually 24 hours. But, I mean, who knows? That's really, yeah. that's really interesting. Not as important as the other stuff we get into, but I find it interesting. And off this verse, you can see God's sovereignty as well. Because, like, he says he called the light day and the darkness he called night. The ability to name something really shows how sovereign someone can be, right? 
because think of it like whoever invented the light bulb, Thomas Edison. He is the one, mm -hmm. at least he's credited with it. He really yeah, invented it. He really mm -hmm. did. But, but it's fine. Point, point being. Moving on. <laughs> that because he was the one to be able to give that name. So if anyone thinks of the light bulb, they think back to him. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, God being able to call the day what it is and the night what it is, that really shows who he is as creator. Mm -hmm. Shows the power and the sovereignty he has. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Which, and it really shows like what you mentioned about like with Thomas Edison light bulb. When you think light bulb, you think Thomas Edison. Like, are we thinking throughout the day and or night? Are we thinking God when we think day or night? I find really interesting. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, now verse six. And God said, let their vault be between the waters to separate the water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think of this vault like as heaven. It was translated from Hebrew. Mm -hmm. I forget the Hebrew word for it. But it was translated from heaven or sky, and it's just pretty much the atmosphere mm -hmm. of the way we see it now. It's mm -hmm. the sky and everything above it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much day two. We can move on to verse nine. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. Let dry ground appear. God called the dry ground land and gathered the waters he called seas. And God saw that was good. So the first three days is almost like the creation of the world. Mm -hmm. Right? Add light to the world. The next day, Mm -hmm. Created the sky and the waters on the ground. So yeah. now the earth is like starting to form pretty mm -hmm. much. And I didn't realize this too, but there's going to be a pattern coming up where day one matches with day four, day two matches with day five, and day three matches with day six in the way creation happens. So we can move on to day four and see if that connection there. Let's see. Where am I? Can't see it. Okay. We're on 11. Yes. Then God said, let the land produce land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruits with seeds in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the third day. So yeah, a lot happened there. Pretty much the ground is now fully complete at this point. Mm -hmm. Trees and vegetation and everything. All the fun, Earth green as we stuff. See it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, now... We can look at four and see how that kind of matches up real quick. So when God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. so we see that in day one, there was light. Mm -hmm. in day four, God's using the lights for a purpose. Mm -hmm. These stars to like mark times or give in general, just like lights of the earth. Yeah. So even just like thinking about that too and how that matches up, that shows like God's plan, his purpose for it. Mm -hmm. Almost like design for the universe. Yeah. Like he made it this way for a reason. Yeah. And especially like with stars now, I know a lot of like modern people, like astrology is like mm -hmm. a big thing. I can disprove that immediately with my twin brother, which I find quite funny. But people tend to like look at the stars and like, oh, this is, my sign. I am mm -hmm. this. You know, the stars do that. And, like, worship the stars almost. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we really need to be worshiping God who made the stars. Yeah. Why do the stars matter when the creator's right there? Right. Yeah. And, like, we even see that in day-to-day -day life with something so simple. We tend to worship what we have rather than the person who made that thing. Mm -hmm. And we just need to be focused on God more, pretty much. Yeah. That really hit me whenever I read that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's so true. Like, 
yeah. it's, it really took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. You can see all the connections to his design for the universe. Mm -hmm. It's just so awesome. Yeah. Let's see. What verse are we on? Sixteen. There we go. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll find it. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. So these two lesser lights are the sun and the moon. Yeah. The sun being the light of the day and the moon being the light of the night. Mm -hmm. And even just thinking about, he made the sun and moon perfect mm -hmm. distance for so that yeah. life can function. Yeah. Like if we just like dive into that, the structure of our solar system itself, and like the importance of every planet, mm -hmm. and that w allows life. Yeah. And we can look at like tons of other galaxies, any mm -hmm. other stars with solar systems, and none of them really have the same format that we do. Yeah. Which allows life. Which is like extremely wild. It's like, you know, if I didn't believe in Jesus, I'd say that's so lucky. But thank goodness I believe in Jesus because that, that's more than luck. That's right. Like, that's what a lot of like even scientists would say. I feel like it's just like we live in the perfect place and there's probably life out there. But like just looking into it, there really doesn't seem like any other place like Earth from what I know of. Yeah. And I haven't done the deep dive research because I don't have like a massive telescope or anything like that. But just seeing here, people think it's like all perfect. Like, it is, because God made it that way, yeah. not by coincidence. Yes, and I think what's so interesting is you mentioned that, like, God created the sun, and then we go back to verse one, or first day, I guess, and, like, God separates the lights and the darkness, and it's like, that light came directly from God. Not the sun, not from any other star, that light came directly from God, because we don't see the sun come until later. If you're hearing anything right now, that's kids running down the stairs above us. <laughs> There's a kids camp going on at church right now. So we shouldn't hear any music or anything, though. We should be good. Okay. I hope. But yeah, it's just like the more we just like dive into nature, it's just easier to tell that God fine-tuned everything for existence. Yes. So it's just like extremely yes. fascinating. There's no detail lost. Yeah, like from the galaxies all the way down to just like vegetation or whatever. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, so verse 20. God said, let the water... Team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vaults of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and everything living, or everything living with which the water teems and moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Day two, we see God created the waters. And there's mm -hmm. w water creatures and birds trying to form. And if we continue reading, cool. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas. Let the birds increase on the earth. There was the mm -hmm. evening and there was the morning, the fifth day. Mm -hmm. The fifth day, or the second day, there was water mm -hmm. and the land. Now, mm -hmm. on the fifth day, three days later, God created the animals that would be in these areas. Yeah. So it's just like all starting to line up on his perfect plan, pretty much. It's just, I've never noticed that before. That's really cool, though. Yeah. It's super interesting just to see it all lining up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, verse 24, and God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its own kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. God saw that it was good. So when he says according to their kind, I believe it's like each unique animal. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure, but like in its like own kingdom. 
it's like livestock, you would think of like cows and pigs and all that stuff. Yeah. He said creatures that move along the ground, I would assume that's insects. Yeah. Some kind. Or like bugs, not bugs. You just said bugs, like <laughs> lizards or something, maybe. Yeah. I was going to say snakes, but they still have hands and feet right now. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's just cool. It's just like all adding up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So this part is super interesting. Because right here he says he's giving mankind our likeness mm -hmm. so that they may rule over the animals pretty much so the first part in our likeness it looks like it's god speaking but he says our who's yeah. our referring to yeah who's he talking there's to? quite a few theories i guess some people think it's god and the angels some people mm -hmm. think it's just god referring to himself in third person others think it's the holy trinity mm -hmm. so it's like it's really unclear because it doesn't really say but i think it's very interesting that at, only at this point is an hour likely mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting, like you, I think it's, personally, I fall under the belief that it's the Holy Trinity because I think like, bearing like John 1, like in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God. Like, we know that the Word is Jesus or the Holy Spirit. I don't remember which one it technically is. But um, like stuff like that leads us to believe that it's the Trinity, which yeah. I find really interesting. And I think it's the same thing because as doing it, he says like in our likeness and we're there to rule over the earth as God mm -hmm. rules us. Mm -hmm. So in that kind of sense, you can think of it like we're like God's representative on earth. Yeah. Because we're the only one that has the intellectual capacity that humans do. Yeah. It's like what other creatures like us on this planet? What other creature has a podcast, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know any other snakes hosting a podcast no. or anything I know like my that. dog was interested, but I never really got picked up. Sorry. It was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> But yeah, God is pretty much the maker, and all creation belongs to him. And we mm -hmm. are his representative here on earth. Mm -hmm. Which I, after like reading that, I feel like that's like the best way to like interpret this part. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Let's see, now we got to flip the page. Ooh. All right, so yeah, verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That verse is very interesting because the way he like, Almost like he's really trying to like force this point across, like mm -hmm. created mankind. He's very specific, right? And that's yeah. like the one verse I feel like really does that. He's like, but it's to show that like the difference between male and female in a way. I feel mm -hmm. like there's like an emphasis there because mm -hmm. he created them in his own image. And mm -hmm. He expresses that twice, male and female. So I believe that he's like almost like expressing that each male and female have their own value. Mm -hmm. And I think. It, it says somewhere too in James that we're all made in his likeness as well. So mm -hmm. male and female, even though they are different and have their own mm -hmm. values, they are still made in the likeness of God. Yeah. Super yeah. Cool. I think that's really interesting, especially like, like you said, they're both made in the image of God. And it's like a lot of people like, because the Bible is very specific on like male and female roles, like what guys can do versus what girls can do, stuff like that. I think it's like, a lot of the times we look at that compared to our culture and we see men are so much greater than women in the Bible. And that's not at all it because we're both created in God's image. Like we're both created equal, equal, different. Right. Like we're not the same. It's like comparing a two and a two. Like maybe one is a two, but the other one might be in Roman numerals. They're both equal. They're not the same though. This is different. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. All right. Verse 28. 
God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. Verse 30, And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green for plant for food. And it was so. Verse 31, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. There was, every, there was evening, and there was morning. There was the sixth day. So that's the one time throughout the whole book, or the whole chapter there, that he mm -hmm. says, very good. Mm -hmm. And what do you think that is? Do you think it's because of mankind itself or over everything that he created? I would say because it's the point in the Bible that it is, it would be mankind itself, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, I'm that's, right? That's, that's, what, that's what I think, too. Okay, okay. Because like, at this point, we don't know what's happening. If you were to just read this for the first time, you don't know what's happening after. Yeah, you right? go four chapters farther, then I think you'd be saying about it all, because that would be post-fall. But I think at this point in time, because it's pre-fall, I think it would be referring to that. Yeah, because like at this point, there was no sin. So God's representative on earth was perfect and able mm -hmm. to do what God wanted, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. So that's Genesis one. Interesting about it thing about it too is the way it's formatted and everything mm -hmm. about it. Because I should have probably said this a little bit more earlier, but it is a Hebrew poem. So mm -hmm. it's like in the way specifically it's called the name narrative prose. That's it. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much meant to be read like a story. Now some people may think story is fictional or non-fictional, but you can even dive like further into the Bible to tell that this is true. Yeah. Like prophets agreed with it. Apostles, even Jesus yeah. quotes it in Mark chapter 10. Yeah. So they're all referring to Genesis. So we can see that this is just a true story that God says mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the mindset that needs to be taken, like when reading this. Because mm -hmm. if people think of it as poetry, they're like, oh, English poetry. Where's the rhymes? Where's the meter? And that like, yeah. doesn't really exist. It's also translated from another language. So rhymes yeah. don't normally typically translate. Yeah. And also, but. it like focuses on parallelism and meaning. Like a good mm -hmm. example of this is Psalm 104, verses 29 and 30, where it reads, When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face off the ground. So that's, it's kind of like 29 talking about the death, and verse 30 referring to the spirit and renewing it. Mm -hmm. So it's like the same format, mm -hmm. even though they have totally different meanings. The way that the sentence is formatted and structured is similar. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much like the context of like how this is written. Interesting. Yeah, that's all new information to me. Really yeah. So yeah, like I didn't know any of that. Yeah, that's pretty much the creation process. God again, he like names tons of different things in there, shows his sovereignty mm -hmm. and how powerful he is too. Span mm -hmm. that he can create the whole world, which is just what's prefaced here in six days. Yeah. He created the whole universe as well, because that's the solar system's essential for life. Yeah. And beyond that. Yeah. So he does not dove into. God well, we see that in, I think it's day three when he does, like, the stars and stuff. Like, that is oh, exactly true. what that is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's fourth day. The fourth day. Fourth yeah. day. Yep. Yeah. I scrolled on the Bible app, so. <laughs> or good. <laughs> so, yeah, it creates everything in six days. It's just mm -hmm. extremely powerful. The fact that he gives the light to the world to us just shows how good, how God he is. Yeah. So that's just, like, a quick little read-through and quick little mm -hmm. deep dive yeah. into what Genesis says. But, like, what secular science says is very interesting about some things. Because, mm -hmm. like, the Big Bang is the common theory believed for the universe. We yes. Know. But 
I've like I've always wanted to agree with science because like science is just explaining what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Why should I disagree with this? Mm -hmm. But this is the only the part that really never made sense. It's like big bang, something came out of nothing. Like a, the whole idea is like this explosion is coming from an explosion of matter, but you have to have matter originally. Well, you can go to the theory, oh, well, this isn't the first like universe that's existed. This is the second or the third or whatever. But it's like, well, how many universes have we gone through? Because then there's no starting point. And if we have no starting point, it doesn't make sense. Things don't just ever exist in a loop. <laughs> I My I mean, brain right. is already can't comprehend it. <laughs> it right. doesn't so make it's sense. Just, it's just like extremely wild. And for the longest time, I like just tried to like agree with it somehow while being a Christian because I've been a Christian my whole life. I'm like, okay, yeah. the Big Bang has to play into this somehow. It's like the science says. Yeah. Science isn't wrong. Mm -hmm. But the more I dove, especially like into Genesis, the more I'm like I'm seeing how wrong it is. The more it's yeah. just understanding in general. It's like one, the first problem is that it violates the law of thermodynamics, the first law. For those who don't know, I'll explain real quick. Pretty much matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Yeah. So that means that it was there the whole time. Mm -hmm. But it existed at an infinitely small point. The fact that it just blows up randomly. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But like, the matter had to get there somehow because it can't yeah. be created nor destroyed. Yeah. So like, what happened? And the second thing is that the universe, when it, according to the theory, whenever it first started expanding, it went faster than the speed of light. Now. I made a confused face for the podcast episode. <laughs> uh, well, I made a confused face. But like, the science always says nothing can go faster than the speed of light. Yeah, that doesn't make So how make does that sense. work? So there's two yeah. things that were violated with the Big Bang Theory. But like people just kind of like glance over. Yeah. It's like they need an origin. But the Bible clearly says what it is. It's just right here in First Genesis. Just yeah. like how everything was created the first six days. Yeah. So that's like one of the like the big disagreements. There's some Christians that still believe this route, still believe mm -hmm. in God. But I feel like by believing in the Big Bang, you're like disagreeing with the Bible entirely. Yeah. Because if other people in the Bible believe in Genesis. Then you and you believe like in the creation process and you believe in the Big Bang, you're disagreeing with them, which means you're disagreeing with the Bible. Yeah. Well it's, the Bible is not a very it's not a pick your like your spots. Like Thomas Jefferson, um he I don't know if you know this, Thomas Jefferson was present, obviously. I'm sure you need that. I know that. Um <laughs> but he had a Bible and he would rip out all the pages he wasn't interested in and he would be like, This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. I'm sure he like crossed out stuff too. I don't know. Um but he would like rip out that stuff and it's like, okay, you're now picking and choosing the Bible. That's not in the Bible anymore. That's a book missing pages. Like the Bible has its power because it's completely God's word. Like that was a weird way that I said that. But it has its power because it's completely God's word. It's God words, words collected together to tell us who he is and what he needs to tell us and stuff like that. But if you take parts out of that, that's just a book missing pages. Right. Like it, it's not even God God's word anymore. <laughs> like. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's, uh, that's like the main thing that people like disagree with, but you can't mm -hmm. disagree with that if that's yeah. what everyone else agrees with. Yeah. So yeah, that's just. And I think that's interesting. I also hear Christians sometimes be like, well, maybe God did it with a big bang. I doubt it. I mean, he gave us pretty clearly what he did, which I have no mention of a big bang within that like first chapter of Genesis. Yeah. Or any of the other chapters of Genesis. Yeah, I saw that one reading like just online about like what people said. You're just like trying to figure out what most people, common people, agree on. And they said maybe God did the Big Bang, but it's not what it says in Genesis. So therefore, no. it can't be true that way. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's so interesting to me because it's once again people taking things to this world and wanting it so badly, but trying to use the Bible to validate it, which it's like, I don't know. I think we all live in this like delusion that there's parts of the world that is better than heaven. 
or like better than who got it. So I was thinking about this last night and it's a little bit off topic. I'm not saying it anyways, but like, I think like Christians and like people who are like, oh, I'll be a Christian when I'm like 65 and on my deathbed. That's a really young age to be on your deathbed, <laughs> but you get the point. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. 85 on my deathbed. And that's when I'll accept Jesus that I can live my life first. And I think we fall under this trap that like the things of this world are better than what Jesus is. Like as a teenager, you might want to go drink. You might want to go have sex with every person you see. Uh, you might want to, that's a lot of people. You might want to. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, wow. You might, you get the point. You might want to like yeah. go and do horrible things, but it's like that's under this idea that those things are going to be greater than what Jesus has for you, which is completely incorrect. I think it's the same thing with a big bang. It's like you're choosing that what we as people who are a fraction of what God is and a small one at that, what we know and choosing that that is what God has to fit into. And that's exactly like what I think people do by saying like the Big Bang and Jesus. Yeah, like what you were saying, just pick and choose about like people and they think things on earth are better at times. Mm -hmm. um, even like like it says in John, Jesus is the light of the world. So yeah. everything outside of that is just going to be chaos and darkness. Yeah. And some people tend to think that what they're doing is right. But by actually following the light, then you understand that everything else is darkness yeah. truly. And then you just follow him. Yeah. And that ultimately you know know what's correct know the truth yeah exactly so, yeah and another moving on from like the big bang another big controversial topic is evolution oh that one's a that's this, an interesting one i have very opinionated thoughts on this in fact i made my uh so i went to private school growing up k through eighth grade except fourth grade but we ignore fourth grade but all the other grades i went to private school growing up and i was like I have known Jesus since I was very, very little, and I've been, like, dedicated to Jesus since I was very little, um, which is a rarity in the church, sadly. But um, so I was, like, I despised evolution growing up. So I could argue about it decently well, um, and I'm, like, a debater. Like, I, I argue. <laughs> I don't hold back. I argue. Um, and my ninth grade science teacher started teaching evolution, and I just chewed her to bits, like, during class. She was, like, yeah, so the first the first cell that we ever saw, it was like parts of a mitochondria and like Golgi, Golgi apparatus and then like the nuclei all formed together to create the first cell. And I go, so where did the original ones, like parts of the cell come from? She was like, oh, probably from small parts. And I was like, where did those come from? And I just kept asking <laughs> that question. She was not happy with me. I mean, but like, you can even think about that like that, right? Like people think that climate and chemical everything which is just right on earth for like the first things to start forming to form mm -hmm. dna and slowly evolve mm -hmm. but that would mean everyone everything came from one cell which is one wild to think about that were the case yeah but i like i personally don't think evolution is it just because of the way this says in genesis god yeah. created animals mankind mm -hmm. there it is yeah like there's definitely times people adapt to their surroundings and mm -hmm. evolve into yeah. Fit their needs. Microevolution versus macroevolution. Yeah, not yeah. evolving from a cell. A or DNA. monkeys. <laughs> right? So, and there's like a lot of people in the church that think that because science based, that's what mm -hmm. science says. But that's still like an unclear, for sure thing. Like, well, did we actually come from DNA? Yeah. And some people think like God said he created mankind, but through the process of evolution. It's like their thought process. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Probably yeah. not. He says he created it, but how do you actually determine that? I mean, yeah, quite literally, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see with like uh, Eve, at least. Like, I'm not saying I believe in evolution. I don't. I believe in like microevolution, like 
dog breeds is a great example of microevolution. There's a million different dog breeds, like a uh, golden retriever. I have a golden retriever. Golden retrievers were created in, I think, the 1600s by an English king who wanted like a golden colored dog that could also like hunt. Like that is microevolution at its finest. Or like right. even if like the pennant squares, is that what it's called? The like DNA trackers with like the fees? That sounds, I think it's right. I think it's right. That would also be like, you can even see technically microevolution there by seeing the genetics twist. Like you see the genetics go on throughout the different like uh, generations. Like you can make a case, also microevolution. Um, but like we see in Genesis 2, which we didn't read over, but it's okay. I can just, I know it well enough off the top of my head that um, Eve is quite literally formed from Adam's uh, rib. And then I think from the mud as well, which are two things, like that's not evolution. That's him literally forming someone. So we know uh, there's a pretty clear case that Eve is not from evolution. You could make a case that Adam came from evolution because it doesn't directly say that he was formed from the dirt or maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't see it. But that is, once again, like a pretty poor argument. Sorry, I yeah. kind of went off on a no, tangent. you're good. You're all good. I mean, yeah, it's just, it doesn't explicitly say it. But again, some people might think because of the poem format, it doesn't need to say it. Because like even reading it, it doesn't really dive into detail much. No. It's just enough detail to know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like throughout the whole creation process, you just get like day one, mm -hmm. heavens and the earth, earth was empty, God created light, day one. Yeah. Okay. But how do you do that? Oh, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. Sorry. But okay, no, you're good. <laughs> once again, that ain't evolution. Like, that's not evolution. We evolved from dust. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, I mean, yeah. It's pretty, like, I don't feel like there's much to it. It's just, like, what it says here is true. Mm -hmm. If you disagree with just this part, you would disagree kind of, like, with everything. Yeah. So that's, like, the main thing. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, these two theories of Big Bang versus evolution. Yeah. But yeah, it's, man, this theories are interesting though. Hearing other people's are, perspective. Yeah. Well, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Okay. I feel like it can be hard to argue, especially if this comes up in topic with someone. Like, how do you explain this? All we have is the Bible, and it's mm -hmm. very vague sometimes evidence. But it's just like knowing who Jesus is at that point, mm -hmm. and like saying, oh, I yeah. want to follow him for the rest of my life. Everything yeah. in the scriptures is breathed by God himself, so I'm going to believe it. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah, it's like if we say we have enough faith to believe that God is going to take us to heaven, why can't we have enough faith to believe what he actually wrote down for us? Yeah. Dude, that's, wow. <laughs> wow. That's that's real good, yeah. Exactly. Again, it's just like Old Testament, some people are just like, mm. Yeah, it's it like, mm. like you, you can, the laws, interesting because the whole covenant changed. But the actual creation of the earth, that didn't change when Jesus died. That actually stayed the same thing the whole time, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. There's a lot of like people think there's evidence from like the cosmic microwave background. I don't know. Okay, if you heard about what that, is that? Bang. Please tell know. me. They, from what I've heard, and, like I looked a little bit into it today. It's just like when the Big Bang happened, in quotation marks happened. Um, the amount of light that was produced was extreme, but then like over time, it slowly started becoming longer and longer wavelengths, so it became okay. a microwave. Interesting. So, and just like being able to detect that out in space is like a thought that, oh, this is proof the Big Bang happened. I'm not super familiar on that, but I don't know for sure what exactly, like how we're detecting those microwaves, like with antennas, but like how, I don't know. Interesting. But that's like one of like the main beliefs or reasons to think that the Big Bang did happen. Interesting. 
yeah, it's... I'm still confused, but I find it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, so it's a little confusing, too, but, like, I yeah. don't know. I just okay. try to, like, understand yeah. what God says. The world happened. can be understood in the context of the Bible. Understanding it in the context of secular stuff is, like, that's where you're going to get flawed. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, it can be so vague, too. Because, like, we're talking about so long ago. Mm-hmm. Right? Even, like, in Genesis, too. This was a long time ago. Big Bang. Yeah. 13.8 billion years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Was human able to, like, understand what happened then? Yeah. Who knows? But, I mean, I saw this earlier today, too. I'm just, like, jumping all over the place. No, but you're good. <laughs> Adam was intellectually capable of, like, being able to, like, name the animals then. Mm-hmm. So, like, his records and stuff, like, that can help almost like prove what this is here right because like mm-hmm. adam was able to pretty much he was like an intellectual person i guess yeah to an extent so everything he did it can be like tracked and recorded down yeah right and if he's the first person on earth according to this then i feel like that's another way for it to line up i mean he figures out like after he gets kicked out of the garden of eden he like figures out how to farm and stuff like he's clearly like he's not a baby in an adult's body like he's an adult adult yeah right. which is really interesting yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there as yeah. well. It was like yeah. Adam is able to do this stuff, and this is written by Moses, which is like one powerful dude, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Constantly with God, so the fact that he wrote this from God is like kind of says a lot too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Okay. There's something I'm missing. I don't think so. We've been talking for 37 minutes now, so. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That felt like 15. No, I know. Hopefully it feels like 15 for the people listening to. <laughs> Sorry if you've been like trying to get through this and we're like 40 episodes, 40 episodes, 40 minutes in. Actually, yeah. I do have like 40 episodes out as well. So if somehow you really enjoy this 40 minute long episode, there's like 40 other episodes you can just do. <laughs> some of which are also 40 them. minutes long. But yeah, yeah, pretty much like to sum up, God is for Christians and hopefully for everyone else to be able to tell, he is the creator, the ultimate creator. Mm-hmm. He's a good God, he's a sovereign God, and he's a powerful God. Mm-hmm. He has the power to create everything in six days. And he even gave plenty of things by name, mm-hmm. created mankind in his image, mm-hmm. so we can be like him, which we ended mm-hmm. up messing that part up. But yeah, and he gave us light of the world. He gave us everything we need for survival. Yeah. So. Oh, that made me think of something. Sorry, before the No, sentence, go ahead. No, you got I, time. <laughs> I was looking up earlier, like, what humans need for survival. And it said, like, the four common things are water, air, food, and shelter. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, dove into a little bit of light because I didn't see why that was there. If you don't have mm-hmm. sunlight, your immune system will, like, fail. Too. Yeah. And it's like, so you pretty much need light as well. Yeah. But God says he is light. He says he's the food, he's the water. God breathed the scripture. And it says somewhere mm-hmm. in Psalms about being able to have shelter in God will mm-hmm. save us from, like, everything mm-hmm. outside of him. Yeah. So it's just, like, the things we need for survival, God is and he has given yeah. to us. Yeah. We just have to, like, find it. Yeah. And look like, for it. the things, it's interesting, like, the things that we need to survive, directly handled by God. The things that we don't need to survive, such as, like, telephones, uh, just as an example, like, those are not the ones given by God. Not saying that, like, your phone is a bad thing. Absolutely not saying that. But, like, the things given from God, the things we need to survive, the things that are not given from God, we don't really need, we could survive without them. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe not today's people, but, like, <laughs> we could have, <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, that's it. That's all I got, I think. Awesome. 
Alrighty, well, thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you haven't already, I have an Instagram. You should go check it out. It's really cool. Do it. I post videos whenever I remember it and my hair's done. That's normally my standard. I wait until my hair's done, um, which I don't do my hair very often, but it's fine. Um, you also get updates on whatever any podcast episode comes out. And then feel free if you are on whatever site you're listening on. If you're on YouTube, go subscribe or like a video or just interact some way so that more people see it. And then on like Spotify, I think you can like rate it or like follow the podcast. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, it's I don't pretty know. I don't fancy. Use Spotify, that's pretty interesting. No, Spotify's pretty fancy. I don't use Spotify either. I'm an Apple Music person. Yeah, yep. so are you? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> you should have made that your fun fact. <laughs> um, yeah. But on Apple Podcasts, I think you can also follow podcasts on Apple Podcasts. But I don't know. I have I to look into it. Yeah, I don't know. But um, go do all the stuff. And then we also have like merch and stuff on the merch website, which you can find on the Instagram. Mm. Yeah. Uh, y'all can't see, but Chris can see the phone case that I have. Very nice phone Thoughts. case. Thoughts, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a Spotify scan thing at the bottom. It does? Yeah, it, it does. Good yeah. to see in here. It's oh, a, like a purple cool. color. Yeah, and then it has that's a logo awesome. on it. Yeah, it's very cool. You should go see it. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.